Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. We are back with a new Brand Meet Creator episode. This week, we are talking about influencer marketing expectations. From rush rate to upcharging, what you need to know within this weird, wild, wild west of a world. Sonia, how did this even come up? What, what was the situation that brought us to this conversation? The scenario was that yet again, I was caught, I was contacting an influencer and they said that the timeline that I was giving required a rush rate. And I am very realistic when it comes to influencer timeline. Two weeks. Yeah. Two, Two weeks, weeks I give yeah. people to yeah. shoot. That's plenty of time. In fact, plenty. I think a week is plenty of time, but people have lives. Mm, fine. Disagree. <laughs> Get rid of your life. Just influence. <laughs> It, it, it depends on the the situation. Let yeah, let's actually talk about this more. So for me, I definitely say two week turnaround time is expectation, and that's two weeks after I get the product at my house. And the reasons mm-hmm. that that would be different are if I actually need to like go out and film. Or the reason that I recommend two weeks is because if I have to go out and film, like I need a weekend within that that time or I need to like schedule with a friend so that they can like come with me. But if I'm doing it in my house, I don't need that time. I can definitely post in a week. And if I'm if I need to have you review it, that's also going to be a like thought in my head of, oh, okay, wait, if I have to like actually redo this thing over again, then I'm going to have to need more. I'm going to need more time between posting. Agreed. To me, unless you have so many partnerships on deck or travel or something else going on, I give people two weeks or I tell a client like we can expect it back in two weeks. But I really think one week, like five business days, should be enough time. Like I'm unclear. Most content shouldn't take more than half a day to shoot unless for some reason you are just really either not good at shooting or like have so many deliverables, it's going to take you way longer. So to me, I mean, unless you're running so many brand campaigns at the same time, it's like- I think it's just fitting in your schedule. Yeah. I don't I don't think that two weeks is unheard of whatsoever. I think that one week is completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, rush rates apply if you say get this and shoot it within 24, 48, or 72 hours. Somewhere oh, no, in there. I say a week. I'd say if it's if it's a week, I'm gonna charge an, mm-hmm. an upcharge. I'm gonna charge a rush fee. And mm-hmm. realistically, I would say that over if it's anything under two weeks, but I'm probably going to come back and say something along the lines of like, because I like you, I'm waiving the rush fee. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's going to leave some tood behind. Uh, to me, if you are a full-time content creator, influencer, or you are aiming to be that this should be your number one priority is getting paid content in on time. I don't, <laughs> to me, a week is enough time. 
I rarely ask for a week. Normally I'm saying like, how soon can you deliver? And we yes. modify based off of that. Yes. But yeah, when I, when I sent the girl the two weeks and she was like, this is going to be a rush fee. I was like, mm, how big I guess we can't creator? work together because I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't even, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does though. <laughs> it does though. Why? Why does it matter? Why do the numbers matter? Why should I pay more for someone? If they're bigger, they should be even faster. <laughs> yes, exactly. But if they're smaller mm-hmm. and they're not actually a full-time creator or they have multiple streams of income or there's like 12 billion things going on, then can you really mm-hmm. expect that faster time? See, I think the caveats are if you're bigger, you have a you have a crazier campaign schedule, you have more on your plate that you probably have slid in for, you know, the upcoming quarter. You probably know a lot more about your upcoming quarter. And if you're smaller, like you have a other life. Like this is not your full time thing. I agree. But on both ends, why is it my job to pay more for you to create the systems or for you to create the time? Like that doesn't seem like it should be my problem. I don't think it's the pay more. I think it's the expectation Mm -hmm. of you should give me two weeks. I mean, two, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I should charge you more for the week. I'm saying that, or the two weeks, Mm -hmm. I'm saying that you should expect two Mm -hmm. weeks. Anything more than that is still outlandish. Most of the time, if someone responds back like, great, no problem. I have X, Y, and Z going on this week. I can have it by this date. That's totally fine. The issues for me come in when, one, people don't communicate. Uh, If you are a student, if you are sick, if something else is going on and you don't email and we're just like, hey, when can Mm -hmm. we expect this? Hey, when can we expect this? Or I recently had someone tell me like, oh, I'm going to be on vacation from this date to this date, which was fine. They had submitted the beginning of the content before they left and we were emailing them. And mm-hmm. nothing, no auto response, no nothing else. Now they said they wouldn't be able to create content during that week, but they never said like, I can't respond, period. There was right. no like, I'm going to be 100% disconnected, which is fine. People can disconnect, but you need to let other people know that that is your plan or else I'm wondering like, where the hell did you go? Let's just hype up for a moment the out of office responder. <laughs> This is something that I struggle with. I need an Mm out-of-office responder ASAP, and that's a boundary that I think all creators need to ensure that they have. Just because you're not in the office does not mean that you do not need an out-of-office responder. It's true. And it's like, you know, in the back and forth, in the discussions, like, I don't remember every single person's schedule. I don't know everything that's going on. So it was like, I was not understanding why I couldn't even get an email back from this person. Most people, you know, or a lot of people who are content creators do email while they're on the road. They are creating content while they're on the road, specifically. Like, are you telling me that you don't have your phone for a week? You're lying. (laughs) I know. And I had to call out, hey, I saw you post TikToks uh, in the last two days. I'm just curious why (laughs) you haven't responded to our five inquiries about where this content is. Um, And I am ruthless. Like, I will come for you when you delay the timeline and you're not (laughs) communicating. I will cut someone for ruining my timeline. (laughs) Good. But you can. You pay. I mean... High expectations if you pay. Absolutely. And that's another thing to keep in mind. If you're an influencer and you create you created a rate and someone came in at that full rate, don't be slacking. Do yep. not be slacking. Yep. 
don't give me it. Don't give me the half-assed like, oh yeah, like here, here, my biggest pet peeve, here are all the deliverables with the Dropbox. I open it up and the deliverables were very clear that I needed in nine by 16, four by five with and without text. And I have one video in there. Mm. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm aware as to where the rest are and why I'm now having to send another email being like, hey, uh, could you send the rest of the deliverables? Thanks. I'm going to I'm going to come in here real hot. What about if you were like at 50 percent of my rate and I agreed to it? I mean, you still have a level of business. It's still my job, right? It's still your job and it was your choice to select it. Do I think that you can create a longer timeline for yourself, a bigger buffer and say, hey, I'll I'll accept this at 50%, but I can't give you the content for three weeks or whatever else. That's your prerogative, how you want to push it out and say, you know, people who are paying the full rate are coming first. I understand Mm -hmm. that. Again, you communicate it, the brand can decide yes or no. Right. But you can't just go into it with expectations and and say like, well, because you paid 50%, I'm going to give you 50% of the work, or I'm going to do it whenever I feel like it without telling you. Like, that's just not the way that things work in the world. No, no, no. I think another thing that we can package in with rush rates here is going to be holiday deliverable times. And holiday rates. Yes. And I'm not just talking like traditional holiday, like Christmas, et cetera, at the end of the year. But any time where you see a peak in sales, sometimes it's Labor Day, sometimes it's sales season, gifting season. If you're a mother, Mother's Day. If you're a father, Father's Day. You know, all the stereotypical things. Do you advise influencers to charge more if the holiday or item applies to them? Yes. Any holiday. Any holiday. (laughs) Any holiday. It's specialty. Holiday rates apply. Well, okay, no. (laughs) Holiday rates apply. No, but here's why. Here's why. Is because a lot of the time for these holidays, you are making seasonal content. It is a bigger production. You Mm. need the props. You need the specialty. You need a little bit more a little bit more than what mm-hmm. you typically give. I would agree. I don't mind when people charge more when it comes to holiday seasons. I also understand when people charge more when they are applicable to a certain day or a certain niche. Right. Like there's, I don't know, National Mascara Day. And if your account only tests <laughs> mascara and like you get so many incomings to create content for that day, like, yes, double and triple that rate because you are so niched down. That you're the only one that's delivering this content. I have a good one for you. I have a bone. I actually have a bone to pick. Um, not with you, just with influencer marketing in general. Pride, mm-hmm. holiday, mm-hmm. whole month, specialty mm-hmm. content. What I see all the time is brands not wanting to pay creators at all that are a part of the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community because they're standing for a cause. And for me, what you just said made my brain light up and I was like, they should be charging more. Not only should they be charging, but they should be charging far more because it is this like specialty thing. Thoughts? Yeah, essentially you're monetizing on part of your core personality it's it's it it is a little Mm -hmm. bit of a weird thing pride is a really weird time in marketing um oh tell me more to me it becomes 
<laughs> to me, it becomes like less and less authentic every year. The yeah. Pride t-shirt, the Pride capsule collection, the Pride, you know, anything Everything. that only lasts for the month of June. Mm-hmm. You know, we pay creators who are openly out uh, more during that time to create content. But like maybe we drop off on I mean like I'm fine with it but at the same time it's like where's the support for the rest of the year um are these people integrated into the brand all the time as well like off season off season quote unquote as well you know I just it's tough yeah that's a big one that we're seeing with a client right now too is that they don't see representation in these brands that want to work with them their content ever ever Mm -hmm. so now they're coming to to these creators and they're saying, we would love to see you in our thing. Here's this gifted whatever. And they're like, hold up. This, this ain't okay. We're not in your marketing ever. So you're telling me that you're going to use my representation with a free thing? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I don't care if it's a cause. Because yeah. it's not a cause at that point. It's not. You're taking advantage no. of the community. Agreed. I mean, definitely for free, that's sickening to me. But even if it's like ugh, paid, like to me, when you're getting into like, let's say it's like Mexican American Heritage Month. <laughs> And you're looking for all of your, like, your Latina creators to start creating content now. It is a little icky to me to start casting tons of Latinas if I go into the feed and I'm not seeing them ever previously before. It's, like, all white models. And, like, now that we're hitting this month, like, I sort of appreciate that you're respecting it and that you'd like to pay Mm -hmm. and that you do want the representation. But like, if there's no even small integration into your marketing the rest of the Mm -hmm. year, it's performative to me at that point, it wouldn't be my marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. I would hope that at the very least they would pay a full rate, not a discounted rate to the person that they're trying to monetize off of culture, (laughs) but for free is really that's really sick. Very icky. That's unfortunate. Very icky. Okay. So holidays, if it's relevant, we can upcharge. Mm-hmm. How much? How much, man? <laughs> Ooh, I think it depends on how niche the holiday is to you at that point. Mm. It can't just be, you know, like if you know that you are very limited in the options and you're one of the best ones there, um, but I would say at any time, go up by 25% or more. Oh, wow. I was like, you think that's too much? So my initial gut, gut reaction was like a 10% upsell. And a 10% upsell is, I mean, generally across the board, I would say with rush rates, with holidays, with any of this, I would just throw on, tack on an extra 10%. And of course, that kind of depends on where you're sitting with your follower count or like your skill set, your credibility, all of that along the way too. I I wouldn't go as high as 25%, but now I will. (laughs) You just empower me by the second. (laughs) I think you could go up as high as 25% knowing that you might have to come back down and, you know, end up somewhere closer to 10 or 15%. If you have a small creator, I'm all about it. Like if it's a small creator and your rate is, you know, 500 bucks. Yeah. Hell yeah. Upsell by upsell by 25%. But if you have a million followers, I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. that's just a different ballgame. Can't upsell by 25%. Sure, of course. 
No, probably not. Your rate at that point is probably just your rate. Just atrocious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what other things, what other things can you upcharge for? I think a good thing to upcharge for is if somebody asks to have your children or your partner mm. in the content. If you're a mom and you show your children occasionally in content and you're comfortable with that, wonderful, make your own decisions, fine. If someone hires you and says, make sure your child is in the content, charge more. Love that. I I love that because not only is it coordinating other people, but adding your two-year-old to things means you're probably doubling the time that (laughs) it takes to film all of this. Exactly. Like they're not a hired help here. (laughs) I mean, they are clearly because they're helping you sign deals, but they're making, it's becoming more difficult at that time uh, to add them in. So I I do think the same thing goes like your husband, your wife, whoever else, your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, anybody else, if they're saying like, this is, Yes, this is like a Valentine's Day campaign. This is a gifting campaign yeah. and you need to show the other person. Add, they add get a modeling fee. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. I actually have a client who puts away money for her two-year-old anytime that she's in stuff. And I don't think oh. she's actually charging an extra. I know, my heart, right? I don't think she's actually charging an extra amount, but she, you're so right. She should be. She should be. It doesn't have to be a ton, but I do think it should be something. Yeah. Yeah. If the scope of work specifically says it as well, like if it just says, you know, like portray that you're a mom and like Mm. the kid runs by in the background, fine. If someone says like, make sure that the shot has you and the kid, like blah, 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 different. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I think content is 10 times better if you can pull in the storyline of it. If you can give me a story about, let me, I mean, let me give you a real life example. It was a like reusable paper towel and she's filming UCG mm-hmm. for, for this content, mm-hmm. pulls in her kid, is wiping off her hands and like showing the mess and has her sitting mm-hmm. on the sink and washing her face and all of this stuff. And it's so cute. And that shot in and of itself is going to be such an eye drawer, such an eye drawer. Sure. She didn't need her in these shots. That wasn't required, but to make it better, yeah, I'm going to add tack on an extra couple of hundred bucks. I think you can even ask the brand what they prefer. Like I really like mm. when people come with two different content ideas and she could say, hey, listen, I could go ahead and frame this as like I'm a busy mom. There's yeah. lots of spills. I have to clean up whatever else. And you're not going to see the kid. You're not going to do the whatever. Or right. for a higher rate. I'm going to pull in the kid. She's going to be washing her hands. We're going to be working right. together on the things. I think that this is going to be more valuable for you, but right. you tell me which one you'd like, which one mm-hmm. you want to pay for. Because when you have that better option and it's $200 more, like you're going to pay the $200 yeah. more or like you should be, you, you should, should pay be. the $200 more to have the better option. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. How about credibility? If you are a... Mm-hmm. Mm, let me give you a beauty example. If you're an esthetician, yes. can I charge more? Uh, absolutely. And they do. So I will tell you one of the hardest things to find in the beauty industry is a well-versed, social media friendly, uh, <laughs> licensed professional. <laughs> licensed professional. So that's not just someone who like sometimes gets onto social media and has a presence. That's someone who knows how to teach, talks yeah. about their licensing, 
talks about like the medical or the science behind mm-hmm. something that is very difficult to find. And when we find it, every brand is trying to be in with them yes. and they raise those rents, rent, those rates, mm-hmm. doctor, mm-hmm. lawyer, dietitian, all of those people up, it, up mm-hmm. it, big time. Yep. Right now I'm actually looking for a nutritionist or a gut specialist um, who is licensed. I'm having a very hard time finding people. I have many in my world. Let's chat after. (laughs) (laughs) What else? How often do you want a true production? I see sometimes with big brands, they'll, uh, people will hire a photographer, will hire a videographer, will pay other Mm -hmm. people to be in the shot other than just their significant other. They'll like plan out a whole production. That's up to you. If the brand is requesting it, fine. To me, that type of content does not perform as well. Performs (laughs) better if you shoot it on iPhone. It performs better. You know, like, of course, it needs to be crisp light. Of course, it needs to be, you know, well, like the good sound, you know, good editing, but do you need a full professional thing? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. There's, there are tipping points to that. Of course, if you become really big and, you know, all of the content needs to be advertising quality, right. but for the most part, if someone is requesting that, of course, charge more. If they're not requesting that, I mean, I don't know that I need to pay for your, the, your vision of how you want to execute this. That should be right sort of included. I see that I or I we saw that so much more frequently when pictures were a big deal of hiring a photographer and getting mm-hmm. shooting all of your content for collabs sure. all at one time and doing the mm-hmm. whole shebang. I I think that's on the it's going down. Not not so popular anymore. I would agree. I see that a lot less. More and more people are just like with their tripod in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, like down and dirty style content. And of course, it still looks great because we have so mm-hmm. many types of apps and different things. A great time to hire out for me would be like if you are getting enough incoming work that you don't have the time to sit and edit. You don't have the time mm. to make selects. Mm-hmm. Um you don't you don't have the time to make those those small tweaks that go from basic to really well nice done mm-hmm. then i would say yeah go ahead and hire out for those partnerships and try and of course stack them and shoot them all at the same time or yeah, hire an editor them. shoot mm-hmm. it all yourself put it in the put them in the dropbox and uh, let them get to work on making them better quality or cuts for you know reels or whatever else but outside of that i i see it much less of a necessity these days. Thank goodness, to be honest. So key takeaways. Tell me, tell me what you're thinking from the brand side or your advice for brands. Hmm. Advice for brands, buffer in those two weeks for people from the time that they receive their Mm -hmm. product to the time that you get content. Get ready for upcharges in peak marketing times, Mm -hmm. sales season, holiday season, um, as we've said, pride, etc. If you are targeting mm-hmm. someone who is of a minority group or is essentially monetizing a very specific lifestyle that you are trying to monetize on, be realistic on rates and don't undercut at those times. That is the worst yeah. time to undercut. And yeah, I would just say have some standards ready to go on what you're looking for and communicate those standards at the very beginning. We 
we need to have a whole nother episode about about that in and of itself. What standards you need to look for as a brand, what you're setting up within this campaign. Creators are going to give you the whole down low. Um, but for your, for my creators, I think this yes. is really a, a boundary conversation of if this takes more time, mm. if this is specialty, know that specialty, know your worth here and know that it is typical to upcharge for these various things. Your time is money, your your likeness is valuable, and you're allowed to say this costs more money. Absolutely. I love it. We are signing off for this episode of Brand Meet Creator. Come hang out with us on social media and let us know what you want to hear more of. We are brought to you by our production team, Upstarter Podcast Network, a virtual podcast production and management company whose unique and customizable approach helps anyone, anywhere, turn their passions into a podcast and walk them through all aspects from recording virtually, editing, social media assets, monetization, a custom show growth strategy, and all other little details. My experience with Upstarter has been unreal. I hand them everything. They take the lead. I can focus on making the show and creating the content. So if you are a creator that is looking to expand their personal brand with a podcast or a business that wants to increase awareness and credibility, sign up for a free consult today and learn more. You can go to upstarterpods.com or upstarter pods on Instagram and let them know that brand meat creator sent you.